I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. Well, hello. I'm glad you found me. I'm glad you found my podcast. This is episode 99. 99 on our March to 100. It's pretty good. One away. You made it this far. All seven. All seven of you. That's that's not exactly true. That's a self-depreciating, but man, my my listenership is about forty-five per episode. Now that's not very many, but frankly, I don't really know forty-five people that would that are friends of mine that would listen to this. Maybe seven, and that's if I include my kids. And I know one of them never listens. One listens listen my son wants me to text him when a new episode appears it's like no you subscribe you get a notification even I do that even I get a notification of my own episode like I can't what is this concierge service hope you all are doing all right I'm doing good it's been rainy um I promised y'all I had a life-changing event last episode you know I'm gonna get to that I'm gonna save that for the end again it it's not a big deal. It is to me. I don't believe that you guys would fully understand or appreciate what happened. But you know, we'll get to that in the last segment. Um, today, <laughs> guys, uh, have you watched The Matrix lately? You know, there's four Matrix movies. You got the original trilogy, and then you got one that came out, I don't know, a couple years ago, when they're all, everyone's older. The first Matrix, unbelievable. It's like mind-blowing. It's like, wow, man, we're living in a simulation. How do we break out? The machines, you know, it was cool. That was 1999, 25 years ago. Look at Keanu, he's so young. Carrie Ann Moss, still freaking gorgeous. But, you know, the next two came out, Rapid Fire 2003, like six months apart or whatever. I don't remember The Matrix 2 and The Matrix 3. I think it was called Revolutions or, you know, Revelations, uh, something. Revisited, Remaxed. I don't remember them very well. I remember the first one really well. I've probably seen it multiple times. The second and third one, I don't really remember. But I watched the second one yesterday. And let me tell you, I'd forgotten a great deal about the second and third Matrix movie. I haven't haven't watched rewatched the third one yet, but the second one, if you don't remember it, go back and watch it. So first of all, you got this underground city of Zion, way deep underground. And they are hiding from the world of machines that's out to get them. And there are thousands of these people living in this underground city, which is pretty fancy. Now, I don't know how they get running water. I don't know what they do when they take a big dump. I don't, I don't understand what happens. I do know this, they're wearing dirty shirts, dirty clothes. I mean, cleanliness is not a thing when you're living way deep underground. I mean, if they have some running water, then they'd have like some washing machines to wash them, wash them dirty shirts they're all wearing. They all look like they just came out of, you know, trekked out of the forest. They're all 
scuffed and their face, their skin is all perfect, but their shirts are dirty. And then there's a scene that I had no memory of. And that is there's some sort of, you know, banging, thumping music and this big thousands of people in this rave basically having an orgy. They're dancing around and they show, there's some titty and there's a little butt and there's like dirty dancing and there's just thousands of people out there just dancing around like in a gay bar and it's basically a huge orgy and then you go back to, to, to Neo and Trinity and they're in their little cool little metal cubicle house and they're naked and they're just getting after it. It's like, I don't remember this. This was not in the first Matrix movie. And they're just banging and they're naked. I don't think they show really anything. They're the stars. Now they show it in the, in, in the masses of the orgy. And don't get me wrong, it's not rated X orgy. It's rated R orgy. So you're not gonna see a ton of stuff, but it's definitely happening. And then it all makes sense. You know, no wonder they don't want to live in in the matrix anymore. Because there's two things happening in the real world. They, orgies, kung fu. That's it. Orgies and kung fu, that's the the only reason they're alive, is to participate in kung fu and orgies. In fact, if you remember in the matrix, the way they get out of the matrix is they have to which is silly, but they have to find a telephone. Landlines, typically, which you don't even have anymore. So they're always running around to a phone. You know, Tank, get me out here. Well, there's a phone on 5th and Maple Street. I'm on it. And then they're just running to the phone. Tank, dozer, get me out of here. Well, there's a phone three blocks away, two stories up. I'm on it. And they're just hauling ass to the phone. Well, now we know why. They're hauling, they're hauling ass to go do some kung fu and going back to the orgy. That that's the only reason they're hauling ass. Can you can you imagine Morpheus? Quick to the orgy, Morpheus. Leave leave my sack alone. Don't do it, Morpheus. It's such a different movie. I, I had a hard time watching. It's like, what happened to the cool shit? Now it's just an orgy. Anyway. Go watch it. It's so it's weird. Go watch the second Matrix. I don't know the name of it. it. Starts with Matrix Revolutions, Matrix Reinventions. But it, I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe you remember it better than I do. I don't. Guys, we got some rain. I, we need rain. You know, our drought monitor has been extreme for two years. And it's finally getting to the point where most of Texas is out of the extreme. And there, most of it is either no, no drought warnings or moderate, which is yellow on a map. It's like, well, good, I'm, I'm burn up. I don't need that. I need to do it. You know, you know there's, a, there's a trope that, see memes, whatever. It's like, yeah, extra money is what you have right before the, your, your car breaks down. And it's so true. Extra money is, oh, you, you blew an alternator. That's $800. Oh. Well, for me, it's extra money is what I have before I need to cart my dog to the vet. 
Now, as you know, I'm down to one dog. I miss those other two dogs greatly. They've been gone over a year. Leroy and Rocky, good boys. We're down to Clemo. She's she's getting older. She's 11. She'll be 12, I think, in May. No, October. But here's the point. Now she's getting old and she's got things falling apart. So the other day we're looking at her, it's like, what's wrong with your eye? It's like all droopy and red. And you know, I didn't realize this till I went to the vet, but dogs have three eyelids. I thought they only did that. I thought only the predator on you know the movies had three eyelids or some sort of nonsense aliens but no they, oh they got three eyelids go what i only got one and it was droopy and red and like i couldn't see her eye there was like this well it was one of the eyelids it's like well that's not normal the other eye seemed pretty fine and it wouldn't seem to get any better so after about i don't know weeks i guess i guess gotta take her in take her in oh yeah we scanned the eye oh she's got a little abrasion a little lesion abrasion Here's some drops. That's 150 bucks. Oh, great. Well, how'd she get that? Well, I think she rubbed her eye against her artificial Christmas tree, which we just took down. You know, we took all the ornaments off where Allison did weeks ago. We just left the tree up with just the white lights. Get up in the morning, you turn on the lights, you have your coffee. It's fine. You know, we took it down before a month after Christmas, three weeks. But anyway, she must have poked herself. I don't know. 150 bucks. What happens if you have that extra dough? Something's going to get it. You're going to get it. You're going to need a new tire. You got to go to the doctor yourself. And oh, you don't, you haven't met your deductible yet. That's $125. Ah, great. If we didn't have these extra little monies issues, money issues, we'd probably all be much better off. Pretty, be driving nicer cars. We'd be blowing it somewhere. Well, let's go have a steak dinner instead of a taco. But we we wouldn't save it. We'd blow it. People can't help themselves. They got to blow dough. They got to. Guys, guess what? It's time for um, our segment. Thank God for sponsored by Dr. Paul Berg, Round Rock, Georgetown. And you know, there's only two more times that I'm gonna be able to tell you. Go in there. Get your your mox your pink amoxicillin. For your bacterial infection. Go get that ingrown hair. You know, don't let it get out of control until you have a wound. You know, that wound care where you have to pack it with gauze, you know, get a ton of antibiotics because you're gonna strip, you know, staph infection out. You get take you nip it in the bud. Paul Berg will do it. Here we go. Thank God for a segment. I know you've been waiting for it. Thank God for. Thank God for appliances. Think of all the appliances we have now that people didn't have, even a generation ago. My parents didn't have all these appliances when they were kids. A clothes washer and dryer. There was a time we just had washers and you had to hang your stuff on a line to dry in the wind, like some caveman. Same with dishwashers. You were in there scrubbing by hand. Making toast, microwave ovens, air fryers, bread machines. The list goes on and on and on. Appliances. You know what my wife got the other You know, we had a heating pad. I don't think a heating pad's an appliance. This is a magical little piece that will get warm and cozy. 
We had one of those old ones. You know, the heating pads that our parents had. I had one of those. There's kind of this plastic rectangle slid into this beige cloth. Well, have you seen a new heating pad? My God, they're like velour, very bendable, and they get warm. They have a timer on it. I had no idea. My wife got a new heating pad. She likes to, I don't know. I don't know what she's, she's putting it on her sore muscles. Can you imagine? When I was, when I was in high school, no, college, I may have mentioned this once. I had an electric blanket. And it was always freezing in there. That saved my ass. I didn't want to get, I, I probably missed a lot of classes because I couldn't get out of bed. It was just too cozy. I don't think they sell those anymore. People dying in fires, maybe? My second grade teacher died in the fire because of a heating pad. Mrs. Grubb, that was her name. I'm not lying. Oh, she was mean. I, 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 I have childhood trauma from her. We're not even going to talk about it. I'm just going to internalize it like a good man. I'm just going to internalize all my trauma. Keep it to myself. I'm not going to burden you with my second grade teacher's trauma that she gave me. I don't need that. Because, you know, my, I'm thanking God for appliances right now. Curling, how about you went curling irons? I guess that's an appliance. Blow dryers. Appliance. All these appliances make our life so much better. Right now, I just, I don't know if you heard that in the background, but my clothes dryer just chimed. It's done with my fluffy, clean clothes. You know what irritates me, though, is people take it out of the dryer and they'll just heap it on a, on a chair. The, the machines have done it all. All you had to do is stick it in there. It washed it. It scrubbed it. Then it dried it. And you're too damn lazy to fold it and put it away. Shame on you. Thank God for appliances. Well, hey, I'm back. Well, uh, guys, I, I, I teased I had some big news. And, and here's the thing. It's not big to anybody but me. And I guess Allison. And it's a long story, so I'll try to make it concise. But we moved into this house uh, three and a half years ago. It was great. We put in a pool. We tried to make it our little sanctuary in this town that has nothing. Uh, I think I mentioned in a previous podcast, we got a Brookshire Brothers grocery store. That was huge. They got a little deli. You can get food. It's not crappy. It's not H-E-B, but, you know, it's pretty good. That was big news here. Well, about six months after we moved in, the guy who built our house started clearing the land next door. We knew he was going to build a house there. And, you know, would I like to have been an empty lot forever? Sure. You know. I counted up the other day. I lived in tw- I've lived in 21 houses, apartments, duplexes, whatever, in my life including as this child, and I never, there was no time where I had any kind of weird relationship with a neighbor. It was friendly, I was you know, jovial, and I'd do pe- anything people needed, and uh, some of my neighbors became some of my best friends. Even after I moved, I'm still in touch with most of them. Well, these people moved in next door, and <sighs> right away I was worried because they said to Allison that they had five dogs. That's a lot. That's too many. Now, you're talking to a guy at the time who had three. We only have one now, but I know how much work three dogs is. 
I can't imagine five. And we walk our dogs, we buy decent dog food, they go to the vet, they get their medical care, they're expensive. Five dogs is a lot of money, just in dog food. We uh, had a fence built, it was there before they moved in, and when they moved in with their five dogs who lived in the backyard, we put up a secondary fence. So our dogs and their dogs could not go nose to nose at the fence line. So we put up kind of a secondary wire fence with about uh, 10 feet of buffer, maybe 12 feet of buffer there. And we ended up planting some trees and some wildflowers and stuff. They made no effort to do anything to control their animals. I never saw them in the, since they've moved in three years ago, I've never seen them walk their dogs. I've never seen them, <laughs> I have never seen them scoop dog poop. Now you probably think, well, why, why would you? I mean, there's a fence there. Well, here's the thing. Our, our lot is kind of on a slope and our, our land sits up higher than theirs. It's not like I'm over there looking, spying, but you know, you can't help but look. Can't help but see it. And they had five dogs and one black lab and four looked like healers. They were probably nice enough dogs. I do not blame dogs, I blame owners. And they would bark and we, at the beginning, said something. I talked to the woman on the phone once. She sent her daughter. I don't know why she didn't come over. She sent her daughter over, high school age. Allison had gone over because um, they would bark starting in the morning. And if they left town, sometimes they'd leave town for the week and they'd leave their dogs in the backyard. Somebody was supposed to come over, but they'd bark constantly. I'm not talking, I'm talking for hours at a time. Well, let me tell you something. You live next door to, a, to five barking dogs, you will lose your mind. You will lose your sanity slowly. I'm not joking. When I would come home, I would already be anxious, like, well, what, what chaos is going on next door? And sometimes it wouldn't be any. Um, I haven't written much in two years. I think I've written a couple articles in the last two years. Because when I sit down on my office, which is on that side of the house, it's just a matter of time before they'll bark for an extended period of time, and, and I can't do it. I'd get up and I'd walk away. We, we would watch TV on, in our bedroom, the far side of the house. We could not eat dinner without listening or watch the news, you know, the five o'clock. You know how old people do. We couldn't do it on that side of the house. I finally started calling the cops, and I would l let them listen to the barking. I can't deal with this. It's gone on for hours. And they finally did get sighted a couple of times and that helped a little bit. But they, they, they're, listen, your dogging, barking dogs are not my problem. They're a you problem. And when if you leave town with five dogs in the back and you think everything's fine, it's not. When you leave your, our dogs are inside dogs. I don't understand outside dogs. Why would you have them? I mean, maybe if you live up in Alaska and they're sled dogs, even hunting dogs, I guess, but you know, don't get five dogs if they're not allowed in the house. The, the backyard was destroyed. Um, in the summertime, they just dug holes in the ground, tried to stay alive. They had some water, but it was 105, 110, 107. Those dogs roasted in the backyard. Can you imagine wearing a fur coat all summer long in the backyard? And I could see they would just dig a hole and just their stomachs would just pant every day. 
But you know, here's the problem is they're not dead and they're not emaciated. So they're not being abused in the eyes of the law. They're not chained up. Sometimes they would bark and the people would be home and they just let them bark. It's like, it's loud for me. How are you not insane? And what he would do, and I saw it, he would grab a handful or a bucket of kibble, dog food, and just throw it in the backyard to shut them up. And then they would, you know, root around in the grass eating, not out of a bowl. And yeah, they'd be quiet for 10 or 15 minutes and they'd start barking again. Then you'd throw more kibble. You know what you're doing? You're teaching, your, you're rewarding your dogs bark. They're barking. Oh, we get food if we bark. I can't imagine how somebody could be so fucking stupid because let's face it you're complicating your life you're complicating your finances but by god you had to have your five dogs the chaos those dogs would be muddy and you know filthy they would fight each other or some sort of pack mentality when you got five dogs and they'd go at it. And I had pictures and I had audio. We kept it in the file. We sent it to the cops. Like, you got to do something. There are noise ordinances out here. And they tried. Okay. So that's that. You can see I'm kind of getting revved up. I mean, there's a little bit of PTSD involved in this. When you have barking dogs for three years that prevent you from enjoying your home. So, I don't know, about six weeks ago, a month and a half ago, I noticed that that house was pitch black at night. There was nobody home, but the dogs were there. Somebody would let them out in the morning. They'd put them in the garage or, and then put them up in the garage in the evening. They never did bark like at all hours of the night. They, they put them in the garage, I guess. So I guess that's one thing I could sleep. You know, most nights, there were times they were out of town, they might bark till 10 o'clock at night. At any rate, um, I told Aston, something's going on over there. Nobody has been at that house for two weeks. And one day, a U-Haul van backs up and I'm looking at Alice and we're like, we cannot please tell us this is happening. I'm terrified to get my hopes up. I'm terrified. It's like, someone's moving out? Are they taking the dogs? Is, are they getting a divorce? I think that's what it is. And then the dogs became three dogs, not five. And one of them showed up on the Facebook page in the area. The, the, the police had it in a kennel. They'd take a picture. Somebody tagged these people. Hey, your dog's over here. They never, they didn't care. They never went and picked it up. It got, it got you know, fostered out to somebody. That's how, that's how much they cared about their dogs. One of them got out and they just let it, they didn't, they didn't give two shits. So we're looking at each other like, What's happening? Now we're down to three dogs. And that happened for a little while. And then the dogs were gone. The house was black. There's been, there's been two or three trucks and flatbeds pulling stuff out. Pickup trucks backing up. I can't imagine what the inside of that house looked like because the outside was ruined and it was gorgeous when they moved in. The guy who built it, was a, he did a good job. The yard was beautiful. It's ruined. The yard is ruined now. Part of it's because of the drought, but part of it's the backyard where dogs ruined it. I, um, I can't imagine being so inconsiderate of your neighbors that you don't give a shit if your five dogs are barking all day. My wife works out of the house, wasn't easy. I can't imagine what kind of 
narcissistic, egocentric, hillbilly fucks let their dogs, their five animals, ruin the mental peace of the people around them. Hey, listen, if you live in the country, you have 10 acres, get five dogs, let them bark all you want. I guess. But we live in neighborhoods. I can't, I can't tell you how much I hated these people. And I never had a conversation with them. I tried to. Well, I had a conversation with one, the woman over the phone. The guy, at some point, I just, they would, they would drive by and flip us off. Like it was our problem. Like we were making their life miserable. Well, here's what happened. Their, their lives, they've gone their separate ways, I'm pretty sure. I feel sorry for the two little kids. Um, what a mess. You know, Alice was like, oh, you know, they're going to move. They're not going to mess. Like, you don't know that. This is not the time to move. Interest rates are high. They're going to lose money on that house. They bought at the peak during the pandemic. Prices have come down. They'll lose 100 grand on that house. I think they're trying to fix it up. I've seen people over there. I don't know, maybe they're painting. So anyway, that's big news for me. I can't tell you the last month I've come home. I can watch TV in the living room. I can go into my office and listen to music and, you know, get on my computer and, you know, piddle around and sell a few things on eBay. And just, I can't tell you how, how, how life-changing it is when five barking dogs move. Anyway, that's my news. Guys, uh, this is episode 99. There's one more episode. I've been taking notes. It's going to be my words of wisdom episode. Everything I think I've learned up to this point. And it's probably not much. It's, it, you think you know something, then 10 years later, it's like, yeah, I was wrong. But I do, I do know that you get smarter as you get older. As your body breaks down, as your muscles and bones and joints start to decay with old age, you can look back and say, I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have wasted my time on that. I would have avoided this person in my relationship or that person or whatever. I didn't know better. And you don't. You don't know better. You know, look at the divorce rate of, you know, what, at 50% or whatever. It's because people don't know better. They go in with the best of intentions. Think about having a kid. What you think having a child is gonna be and what having a child is in reality cannot be farther from the truth. Because you, you don't know. You have no idea. You don't know what you don't know, folks. So I'm going to go over some of the things I don't know. And maybe I think I know now. And I'm going to pass that on to you in my 100th episode, which is probably coming up pretty quick because I've been preparing. I've been, I've been writing stuff down. Guys, I'd like to thank my uh, intro music, Brother Joe Freund, my outro music. Mike Flanagan. I'd like to thank uh, my sponsors. There's a couple of you. Uh, if you've been giving me monthly support, you, you can stop that. It's This is over. If I reincarnate this as something else, you'll be the first to know. I'll put up something on here. Keep subscribing. I might give an update, but there's not going to be any more episodes. I've been barely limping along one episode a month here the last six months. I was doing an episode a week for a while. Anyway, just, I just ran out of air. 
anyway, that's the whole story. I'd like to thank uh, Dr. Paul Bird, Scott and White Group, Round Rock, Georgetown. He texted me the other day. He's finally caught up. You know, it's not a priority to listen to this podcast. And people, you know, you get two or three behind, they catch up. He texted me, what's the big news? Well, that was it, dogs. Anyway, we will see you next time. Thanks for hanging out with me. Later.